play action fake. Right side throw, touchdown! Kansas City, McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman! A back-to-back Super Bowl champion, and it is the Kansas City Chiefs. Hello and welcome to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast of the back-to-back Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Um, tonight you got myself Neil, I'm joined by my partner in crime Tomo. Tomo, how are you man? Uh, very good, thanks. Yourself? I'm very well, thank you. Um, we were going to podcast last week um, on Wednesday, but with what happened at the parade, we kind of didn't feel it was really appropriate. Um and to be honest, we were talking before we started recording, and we're not really going to go into it because we we're not really in a isn't it? Yeah, we're not really in a position to kind of get our heads around it. Um, I, I do have some things I'd love to say, but I'm not going to say them. Um, I did tell some of them beforehand, but um, yeah, we just hope uh, you know we're really sad to hear about the girl who died. I'm really happy to hear that it seems like everyone else is going to recover and be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I will say, though, is Kansas City, you were the second story on the news that night, and it was not for the reasons that you want it to be. Um, that's just something to put out there, I guess. But that's all we wanted to say about that. We do want to talk about the Super Bowl because we have not talked to each other since then tomo um i was in liverpool with the meetup and you were doing what watching on my couch yeah <laughs> yeah no i had work um the friday saturday sunday i worked quite early as well so while i probably could have got myself down to liverpool uh it, i'd have been getting there kind of late evening which would have I could have done it. Let's be, let's, let's be totally honest. I, I, I could have done it, but then it would have been, do you drive back? Do you go to a hotel for like five hours and then drive back the next day? And I also say, I think just if I'd have had the weekend off, I'd, I'd have obviously made it, but no, um, had a nice experience of my own at home. So that was, that was, that was nice. Bit of a different experience. I, last year. I have to, before, before I say much more and while I remember this, I have to give a big shout out to Phil and Callum, and to an extent, I think James and Nicole, who is Phil's fiance, for the how do I put this? The extensive hours of research they put into various bars in Liverpool to find the best place for us to uh, to watch the game. Um, the long shot bar was fantastic. Um, we had our own area. We had at least one TV, and you could see a second TV. Um, if everyone didn't keep wandering in front of the telly that was in front of me, that would have been great. But hey, I'm just splitting hairs there. Um, there were 25 to 30 of us, I think. Um, numbers became a bit of an issue because it was an event sponsored by Jack Daniels. And I discovered that Jack Daniels sours are very, very drinkable. Um <laughs> Uh, and very reasonably priced when the event is sponsored by Jack Daniels. And we kept winning we, we kept winning naggins of Jack Daniels as well. It was great. It was like anytime you bought a drink with Jack Daniels in, they gave you a scratch card. Uh, and if oh, you got the win on the scratch card, you got a naggin of Jack Daniels. It's like, this is fucking awesome. This is my drink. Um so yeah, I was I, I was hung I'll, I'll tell you how, how I felt, right? I, I was hung over on Wednesday. And I'd stopped, <laughs> I'd, I'd stopped drinking at like four o'clock on Monday morning. Um, so, yeah, it took a while for the hangover to kick in. But that's I, um, part of the part of old age for you. Last time I went to Liverpool was for a stag do. And um, it was right, right kind of middle of kind of COVID when it was kind of open, but not open things. And um, man. I thought I had a mean hangover after that stag day. It turned out it's just COVID. <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't got great memories of uh, of being in Liverpool. Well, being in Liverpool is good. The after part, not so good. But it's a lovely place. Um, really good place for a night out as well. So I can't imagine what it was like watching the Chiefs there. I, I saw very limited pieces of Liverpool um, because pretty much as soon as I checked into the hotel, Brad and Chris were in the bar 
uh, in the long shot, which is like a minute down the road. So I went down to meet them and kind of half a dozen beers while we watched the afternoon football. And then 15 minutes back at the hotel and we were going back out again for more. Um, I, I don't do kind of like 15 hour drinking sessions very often these days. Um mm. And I can remember the reason why I don't do 15-hour drinking sessions very often these days as well. Um, I struggled Tuesday and Wednesday, no doubt about that. <laughs> but it was fucking worth it, every second of it. It's all worth it when you win as well, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Um, did you believe all the way through? Because I, I have a message that I sent to Hazel. At, um, I think there's about three minutes to go in the game, and I said we're not winning this um did you have faith um uh, when they had that five minute drive i was like this is this is like their dream this this is this is like their best case scenario um i think like i don't want to be a right homer but i think chief's best case scenario in that super bowl is that purdy can't move the ball the offense looked like it did the rest of the playoffs we kind of walk down the field at ease they can't move the ball and we run out to a two three score win i don't think that was ever going to be the case for the 49ers i think their best case scenario was a situation where they got five minutes to run whatever they want to run their whole offense is open, the whole playbook's open with a five minute drive to go and win the super bowl your your whole playbook's open and he he had all the motions at his fingertips he could run the ball if he wanted to play action if he wanted to and at the start of that drive, I felt like we were in trouble because I thought the de- defense was gassed at that stage. I thought, yeah, and I, I always, even this season, I still think give Mahomes the ball last, and good things will happen. And if they don't happen, then I can live with it. Um, but my worst nightmare was occurring in front of us as they moved down the field, where I was like, they're not, they're not going to give us the ball back here. Um, and to be honest, I think I, I've been very open in the fact their game management was shocking. If it, I, I think they <laughs> lost, I don't think the Chiefs, the Chiefs did things to win the Super Bowl and the, the overtime drive was really impressive. Um, but I think the 49ers lost it, if I'm totally honest. I, I don't know about that. I, I'm not sure they did a huge amount wrong. I think when when they did do wrong, it was critical things that went wrong. But at the same time, you could say that Spags called tremendous plays at those critical times. And in particular, McDuffie and Jones um, coming in unblocked pressures. um, They caused incompletions. Now, you could argue, what the hell are you throwing for in that situation in the first place? That'd be um, hard, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you, we, we talked about this when the Bills game and uh, your now famous phrase of anyone who's played Madden. Yeah. I, it's it's, it's clock management. It's cl- it's game management 101. It is, it's clock it management is, 101. It is hilarious. And I was, I was saying to you before, Neil, if you go into standard Madden game, right, it's like four minute quarters. Uh, you can play longer quarters, of course, but. Like the standard online games, like a four-minute quarter. Now, anyone that, that that's played Madden will know if you play someone online, you've got two, maybe three possessions a game, a four-minute quarter. So you come into these situations numerous, numerous times, and you don't want to be the person that's that's received the ball first, score a touchdown, they score a touchdown, and then on your third possession to see out the second quarter to half you don't want to be the person that has to punt and give them a chance to double dip but, but these scenarios play themselves out time and time again but the biggest thing is making sure the clock's running and i've been quite over i said to you then i i know you're saying that the chiefs have made good play and and, and individual players have made good plays to blow up plays like mcduffie and and jones there in the two biggest moments in overtime and and in in normal time but they shouldn't have been in that situation and they, they they got themselves down and that that final drive they were we had it up nil didn't they? they that the the one that they ended up kicking the field goal on they got five yards on first down yeah to me the scores are tied right so 
I believe the scores were tied. They, yep, they were. All they have to, like, it's four down territory almost. After fir- after getting five on first down, that's almost four down territory because if you run the ball three times, I refuse to believe you don't get the five yards. I just, I just don't. And the clock runs, you get past the two minute warning, you burn their timeouts. Like, I, I, they shouldn't have aired the ball out. They, they, they threw a what a zero yard pass. Well, so they, like, they had first and ten sense. with three. They had first and ten with three twenty-seven to go. They ran for five yards. So you got two players had, to make it to the two-minute warning. So they had second and five with two forty-five to go, mm-hmm. and they had a pass to Kittle for no gain, and then that got us to the two-minute warning. And they passed again. And, and then they had third and five, but after the two-minute warning, and they passed incomplete to Jennings. But you didn't give yourself a chance to make a decision there, on second down passing. I know what you're trying to do. I know you're trying to get the first down, but you almost don't. This going to sound so ridiculous. You don't want to get the first down on second down. You want to get it on third down. Now, I know you can't be, beggars can't be choosers, but if you run the ball on second down and you get no yards, well, your decision's made for you anyway. You're going to have to pass on third down if, if that's what you want to do. But by, let's say you get three yards there. Say you get three you yards. Third, you got third you, and two. You got third and two. You can run the ball again, take it to the two minute warning. You've either got it. And then you've got a brand new set of downs. Or you're going into the two-minute warning, okay, we've got a fourth and one. What what are we doing? Are we kicking a field goal, going up three with two minutes left? Or are we going for it and killing this game off right now? But they I mean, we should be well, we should be jumping up and down with joy, right? With how, like how they did, yeah. and I was, and I was. Because they're lucky. Do you know what? They're really, really freaking lucky. They didn't lose it in regulation. I mean, if you see Rashi Rice. Wide open in the middle of the field. It's over in regulation. So well, that was Creed Humphrey's ankle high snap, yeah. wasn't it? That yeah, didn't hurt but, there. But the 49ers had a chance to absolutely kill off the game there, and I'm sitting in in my lounge, just head in hands, almost when they're moving down the field, and you get them to a third and five, and you're like, oh, hang on, because if you don't get that third and five, you're not close enough to go for it. You're not in a situation. So, I mean perfect call from Spags in the end I think I don't know I think most people probably heard the he's he's, he's been doing the rounds with his podcasts and stuff with his calls and so wicked wicked insight but um I think we were done a favor there by the 49ers I'm not gonna lie and I think they did the exact same thing in overtime as well um they got <laughs> they got six yards on first down on the one they kicked the field goal I just you had second and four and you kicked a field goal in overtime after one of the worst decisions to receive the ball in overtime. I just, they, they, I don't know. I, I, it actually surprises me Shanahan's not getting more pelters than he is because if this was my team, I'd be absolutely livid with the game management. In the biggest moments though, Neil, the rest of the game, whatever, like, the rest of the game is whatever. Most Super Bowls, as long as it's tight, we saw it with the Eagles one last year. The first halves don't mean anything because as long as you don't lose it in the first half, all bets are off second half anyway. In, is that... in the three Super Bowls we've won, we've had we've had the lead for six minutes, and we've been down ten in every one. Yes. <laughs> so it just shows, but this is the thing: the big decisions in the big moments, and I mean. I'm really, really surprised Shanahan's not getting more pelters than he did because even your players coming out and saying on the field, oh, I didn't, I didn't realise that that they get. How the did you not know the rules? How, How did you not know the rules? Do you know what as well? I I refuse to accept that the players don't need to know the rules. Yes, they fucking do. Yes, they do because it's a mindset thing, and also just have some pride. That's just you're just not prepared. Then you're just yeah. not being prepared properly. Like this is it's. It, I, I mean, maybe it's experience or whatever, but they've been here before. They've but been you, just I mean, before. You, it goes to show how good Andy Reid is because... And he had his own when, problems at one time as well. Yes, he did, absolutely. But he's learned from those. And mm-hmm. when you get to the big points in the big games, I'm not sure there's anyone I would rather have on the sideline than Andy now. No. Because... He's been there before, he's seen it before, but he, he makes the right decisions in those situations as well. And the thing is, he's got the guy to, so 
he obviously trusts Mahomes and, and why wouldn't you? But you look at the fourth and one call that the Chiefs got themselves into. Now, Neil, I'd love to go back and look at that drive and see situationally how the Chiefs played that drive when they were in fourth and one because they didn't fuck themselves. But you look at that play, it was a, there was three options on the It was a triple option. He could have handed yeah. it off. He could have kept it himself or he could have thrown it to Kelsey. So he had three options on the play. They gave themselves three chances. The 49ers threw the ball. It weren't there. It's tough look. It's, I, just very, very, very good play call in that situation as well. You know, and I'm... I'm right there. He saves the good shit for when he needs it. He does. And and do you know what? This goes back to right. This goes back to the very start of the season when we said we are not gonna get too invested in the regular season because Mm -hmm. it doesn't fucking matter. Because you're gonna get to the playoffs and Mm -hmm. then it's a different team and they have different play calls and they have different tendencies and they do everything different in the playoffs. Uh, you look at Spags. Spags suddenly plays like seventy percent man defense <laughs> in the Super Bowl when he's not done more than fifty yeah. percent all season. Like Andy does that. Like where's your triple option been all season when you needed the yeah. fourth and one against the Bills or something? It's like, ah, sure, we'll save that for the soup. We'll save that for the <laughs> yeah. end of the Super Bowl. Yeah. <sighs> but you know, what? if were you, the one thing I was going through the game, and I think it was just the way the game planned out. I refuse to believe there wasn't more trick plays in that in that script. You think of all of the big games, he's always had the he's always had like the yeah. Rose Bowl parade. The Rose Bowl parade and the he's Pokemon had, spinning circle. Yeah, they've always had they've always had something cool. We didn't really have the kind of the the kind of the big play, so to speak, is the corn dog Tom and Jerry rehash. Yeah. Um but how insulting is that for the 49ers that he calls out the same play that he used last year to win the it's bloody game? It's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, if you've got something that works, just keep doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, spam it. Like, yeah. it just, the regular season, you just go, well, why, why don't we just start watching in week 17? Because. I know. Do you know what? I'm really happy for McCall as well. I, I obviously given him a load of stick over the years on 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 this podcast, but just a really nice kind of. I think that's the end for him in KC. Um, a, a, oh, you know nothing. I he I, has a skill set you could use. Yeah, maybe. I've, I've said what? this all along. And if they use it correctly, like, for, do you know what? As well, he caught the big freaking heave. From Mahomes, yep, the fifty odd yard, yeah. Like, um, it's probably like he had, you, 50, he had like fifty-seven two, yards. He had fifty-seven yards on three carries, I yeah. think. As I quickly like, double check that, I'm just really happy for him as well that he had his moment. It was like a, it was really cool. Um, MVS had his catch for that was cool because you know MVS redemption story. I think he can ride off into the sunset now. Um, Go wherever McCole, McCole Hardman, yeah. three targets, three receptions, 57 yards with a longer 52 and one yeah. touchdown. MVS, three receptions from five targets for only 20 yards, but a long of 16 and a touchdown. And that was the 16-yard reception. Um, yeah. I, I, I have had faith in McCole all along. Um, I had my Super Bowl bet. Yes. Oh, my gosh. What a bet. What a bet. So I, I had Travis Kelsey over 70-something yards because I felt like they were going to spam the Travis Kelsey bun because it's the Super Bowl. Um, I had Pacheco over, I think it was about 19 yards because I figured they were going to screen the 49ers to death um, to negate the pass rush. I had Yushek over 4.5 yards because I thought, the 49ers success. Coming on the first play. It did, yes. But he had <laughs> 17 yards on the first play. I was like, thank you very much. Um, but I thought they would pass to the backs a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And they did Ushek a few times. And McCaffrey touchdown. Um, I didn't have the McCaffrey touchdown. So my, my other two were the Chiefs to win between 1 and 13 points. And a McCall Hardman anytime touchdown yeah, because 
the last time we played the 49ers, McCole Hardman had three touchdowns. Oh, yeah, very, very, very good thought process there. And uh, your research was rewarded handsomely. I, I'm, I'm expecting a new laptop to come uh, on Friday, <laughs> very nice. which, which will give people an idea of how much uh, I won. Um, yeah. But I, I was extremely happy because I'll tell you what, I hadn't been looking at the bet during the game. Yeah. And um, I'd had so, I, you know, how I've used Paddy Powers free bets through the season. Yeah, yeah. So I knew if the Chiefs won, I was due somewhere in the region of 600 euro, give or take a little. Um, and so I went on to Paddy Powers after the game had just finished to check what I'd won out of those. And then I saw the the actual no Super Bowl game way. bet. Oh, okay. hadn't it was still active. Still, and oh, okay. it had a W under the Chiefs to win by 1-13 to 13 and McCall Hardman anytime touchdown. And I hadn't thought they would take overtime into account. Your head really quickly. Like, and oh, then I was on. like, Juszczyk, yes. I was like, shit, I knew Juszczyk had done his. And I was like, I've no idea how many yards Kelsey or Pacheco was, have got. Kelsey first half didn't do anything really. He, he had one, second... one catch one yard in the yeah, first yeah, half. The second half, it went crazy. Uh, and so I was like, straight onto ESPN site to check the game stats. I was like, Kelsey 90 yard, Pacheco 30 odd. I knew they were both over what I needed. I was like, lads, I might have just won a fairly decent amount of money here, lads. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. then about within about five minutes, the others came up and I was like, that's another fucking one. <coughs> a good amount of money. Um, <laughs> yeah, so... Oh, um, yeah, new laptop coming Friday. Thank you very much, yeah. Nicole Hardman and the Kansas City Chiefs and Carl Juszczyk. Brilliant. Um, so uh, you were telling me before we started recording about you watching it with Sam. Yes. Yeah, so uh, my wife, which sounds still sounds weird to say, but it still sounds six, weird. After six months, yeah. Um, she wanted to watch the Super Bowl, but she had work on Monday morning. Like she's she's she what the thing with Sam is right, she'll sit through American football. Does mind it? English football, Premier League, the blues game, she hates it. Like the noises, just like the sound of the crowd, just just everything about it. But I think the Americanization of, of American football, I don't know, just intrigues. She loves America, she's from Disney and all that sort of stuff. So she kind of wanted she kind of wanted to watch the Super Bowl, but I mean how are you supposed to do that with work in the morning you know she's not she's not that committed like she likes chiefs you know not hardcore yeah. I do, yeah um so she's like you know what i'm gonna go go bed and wake me up at half time because to be fair exactly like like i said you earlier the first half is just kind of everyone the team's feeling each other out whatever so she woke up we um we watched the halftime show which i thought was appalling <laughs> to be honest it did then, it did nothing for me and then i looked on social media and it's getting rave reviews so i don't i don't know what people are watching compared to me but it sounded a mess to me and someone was like well that was shit um so anyway, we watched the second half together and i think it's just an amazing experience because she's never really been into any sports she's just never really got it like like following a team she's just she's just never really got it and i think um the fact that Obviously, she likes the Chiefs, but the fact that it was such a topsy-turvy game and we were we looked like we were going to win it and then we looked like we weren't going to win it and then we had a chance at the end to win it and then it went to overtime and, she, you know, she's asking, like, what happens now? And she understands the rules to, to like, a decent level. Um, and she's, like, looking at the time a bit as well. But then, obviously, I explained the rules to her and the 49ers went down and kicked the field goal. I was like, so, she was like, so if we score a touchdown, we win. I was like, yeah. And it, it just... That build-up of excitement, I'm sure you experienced it in Liverpool as well. It's like, oh, and then you get into field goal range. The first milestone is like field goal range, and it's like, okay, we're in field goal range. We're pretty safe now. Like, we're not gonna not be in this game for longer period. We ain't gonna lose it, so so to speak. And then we kind of got into like the red zone. I was like, oh my, oh god. And then the, then the screen passed to Kelsey and me and Sam were both like standing up, like like a ooh, like jumping up and down. And it's just. A really, really nice experience for me. Obviously, when we win, we were jumping around screaming at, I don't know, four in the morning. Just it's a really nice experience for me personally, but just to see her kind of get sports for the first time, like I think we've all 
we've all been there jumping up and down. And uh, me and you, Neil, two, three in the morning, numerous mm. times AFC Championship mm-hmm. game. I mean, week six, right? You win, yeah. win a field goal over to, um, near the end of the game or whatever, jumping up around, trying to keep your voice down at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But just, I don't know, it's just an amazing experience because she's now talking about going to Kansas City and... I just said so. It's just a shame there's not another game for seven months. Because <laughs> I think if there was a game, if there was a game this week, we'd be like, right, let's make sure we're all set up for it. We'll watch the whole game. And it's just, it's a shame there's not another seven months. But get her into free agency in the draft next. <laughs> 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 I think she'll show at week one. So uh, I'm, I'm going to give a similar story here, and I've got a suggestion for you at the end of this now. <laughs> okay. So I was in Liverpool, <laughs> but um, Hazel, my wife here, and uh, Chloe and Sam, my two kids. So Chloe's 10, Sam's eight. And Chloe and Sam both wanted to watch the Super Bowl. Mm. And so they went to bed at half past eight. Uh, I think Hazel went to bed about half past nine, set an alarm for half 11. So the three of them got up at half past 11. Yeah. Um, Chloe watched... Five minutes into the second quarter, I believe, and then she went to bed. She was like, no, I'm too tired. I'm just, I can't do this. Mm. But Sam, who is eight, was absolutely into it. Mm. Um, Now, Hazel said she nodded off through the third quarter. He stayed awake right to the end, and he absolutely loved it. And he has Mm. never really shown any interest in watching Chiefs games before. Like, I'll be watching them, and he'll kind of go... if I have red zone on kind of while I'm making dinner or something, he'll kind of look at the teams and go, Oh, which team's that? Which team's that? But he's yeah. never actually sat and watched a game. He watched the whole of the Super Bowl from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then he video called me. I, I think it was about 10 to four in the morning. Mm. Um, when I was in Liverpool, and so I'm handing my phone as you're around. there, as you're, you're there I, with the, with the cashola, just like bound. doing the spraying around money <laughs> in the bar. <laughs> everyone is bouncing around the place, and I'm handing my phone around everybody for him to see everyone and for everyone yeah. to say hi to him. So that was great. Yeah. Anyway, the following day, Hayes took him to um, a sports shop, and he bought an American football. Oh, and now. You? All he wants to do is play American football with me. Yeah. And so, so nice. here's a, his suggestion for your Sam. Mm-hmm. Yesterday afternoon, we were out throwing routes in the back garden. So I was getting him to run different routes, and then I was throwing him catches. He was uh, and he was having the best time ever. And then our, our back garden's not that big, but there's like a, a little village green just down the street from us here. Mm-hmm. So we went down to the village green and then I had to expand my throwing arm a bit, which yeah, is just a little uh, mm. rusty, let's say. Yeah. Um, but then he was able to run like 20 yard routes um, yeah. as opposed to like five yard routes. But we must have spent like half an hour of me throwing it's passes to fun. him. It was. Um, have exactly you done the one, you have you done the one where you, you get like a rugby tee and try and kick it over the football goals? No. Yeah, that's a good one. Go and get yourself a rugby tee. And I know it's not quite the same because they hold it with the with the hand or whatever. Um, you go and get yourself a rugby tee with American football and just try and boot it over the boot goal. It. That's good, that's a good game. When did that with my dad? It was good fun. Okay, we go. Yeah, there's um there's some Gaelic goalposts down in the like the sports area mm. um in the village. Yeah, that, that's doable. That's doable. But I'm just yeah. sad that there isn't another seven months now that's, that's until another game. You, it's one of them where you almost want to. Like, oh, do you want to watch the AFC Championship game back or something? Yeah, you know I mean, like, yeah, this is a good one. We've well, I, a, um... I have, I have the AFC Championship game with mm. uh, Mitch Holtz's commentary dubbed over it. Oh, which, um, what's his name? Chiefs Overlord and Red Tribe Cinema, I think between them do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look them up on Twitter, you will find those two guys doing God's work there. And I believe they're working on the Super Bowl now because I, I have the the previous two Super Bowl wins. I have both of those with Mitch Holtz commentary on them, uh, yeah. which those guys did. And it is just incredible. It's yeah. uh, absolutely a religious experience. Um, I'm actually thinking of introducing Sam to Madden. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Although I, I might, I have the uh, NCAA 14 college football revamped. Um, oh yes, you do. That's, that's amazing. On the laptop. Me, yeah. Absolutely. So I may well get him into that because I, I was trying to ex- explain like the routes he was running. So like this is an out, this is an in, this is a slant, this is a post, this is a corner, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he he doesn't have any idea of how they all fit together on the field. And so I was kind of thinking, right, well, if I load this up, I can show him, right, you know, this is kind of what a, a play looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I developed my understanding. It wasn't, it was pre-Madden computer game. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't remember what it was called, but um, it was like, that's how I learned kind of plays and structure and penalties and things yeah. like that um, before kind of, uh, American football was on TV every week and you could watch half a dozen games a week. Um, so I might introduce him to that over the course of the next few months so that come yeah. September time um, he'll get to see. But yeah, well, he, he yeah. wants to go to Arrowhead as well. He's been nagging me for ages to go to Arrowhead anyway. Yeah. So this just fired that up. Yeah, 100%. It, and that's the thing. It's uh, I think they said in America it was the most watched TV event since the moon landing. And yes, that's I think, correct. I think the audience in the UK was up. And it's it's almost just a shame that it's on A on a Sunday, which I, I know it's all tradition, but I yeah. do wonder with America. Saturday night. I do wonder with America, 100%, like Saturday night, it would be massive in the UK on a Saturday night in a nightclub or, yeah. or that sort of bar setting um i also think they need to start thinking about it they're expanding the game to the likes of brazil uh, you've got madrid germany uk you're expanding the game to these places they're making the biggest game of the season pretty inaccessible to people it's it's not an accessible game the super bowl if you've got work on the monday morning people aren't going to stay up till a super bowl gone to an overtime what what time it finishes for oh, for uh, 10 to 4 it finishes yeah 10 to like four. That's not feasible. I think they really do need to look at that. If they want to expand the game internationally, it's all good having it on prime time in America. You could have it the same time on a Saturday, or could you really not move it back a few hours so it starts at 8 or 9 or 10 in the UK, just so it goes a bit late. I don't know the logistics of that, and I don't know whether they'd want to do that, but it's just something that I think think could help international fans, which I know is probably not their biggest importance well, well when it comes to that but they are expanding the game where, there so you've got it's to consider where they're it. making their money from like it's it's they will do whatever they think is going to make them the most money mm-hmm. um and if they thought there was money to be made from hosting it on a saturday or having it um you know kick off slightly earlier so that it's more accessible to overseas they'd maybe do it if there was more money involved i'm not sure there would be though and that's probably where where that idea starts to struggle yeah it's not that it has to be like it's not that it has to be in in europe or anything like that i just think if no. they could even if they could push the, the start time back a couple of hours would be would be ideal imagine it starting at half nine and then the game's finishing midnight here it'd be what's that but is that starting at five i suppose they've got all their time zones to consider this thing you take yeah. seven hours off nine o'clock it's starting two in the afternoon that's not i don't know i don't know just a just a just a thought process you know because i mean we've seen the game expand this year within our yeah. own families um and i think with the introduction of taylor swift to the chiefs as I... stupid as this is as stupid as it is it is and let me just get in for sam i'm gonna put a little bit of defense for my sam um the player she picked years and years ago was Travis Kelsey before the, and she's a massive Taylor Swift fan. So the whole Taylor Swift thing, she was there pre, she had a Kelsey jersey before Taylor. Let's put it that way. I, I'm just going to read you a, a WhatsApp message that I got um, on Super Bowl at 4:41 in the afternoon, and it says, "How you doing, mate? Hope all's well with you and the fam. You might appreciate this more than I do. Thought I'd share it. Aisha, who is." this guy's 10 year old 11 year old daughter mm-hmm. somehow managed to get into american football and absolutely loves it been following the chiefs and now wants me to bring her to kansas city <laughs> she's all set for tonight's super bowl with nfl stuff i'm sure you are too and i asked is that because of taylor swift and he said ah cool yeah it is taylor swift's influence yep so 
100%. People may, people may hate, hate, hate. However, she has brought new fans who, let's face mm-hmm. it, would never have been into the NFL without her, but she has brought new fans into it. It is hilarious to me, though. <laughs> I know, me that, too. But she just... It's just the fact that out of all of the players, uh, that on all of the teams, it happened yeah, to I mean, be what? Travis Kelsey oh, on the, the Super Bowl winning Chiefs, Kelsey, like. and then and then they go on this mad weird season where she's been slagged off almost, like a lot of people on the Chiefs. She's been slagged off almost, and then it's, it feels as much of an accomplishment for her that they won the Super Bowl <laughs> as well. And I'm glad they did because otherwise the talk would have been how she was a distraction, all this stuff. Oh, like, I know. I know. But like my mates, um, my mates have texted me like jokingly saying, "I bet you're hating Taylor Swift being the biggest story." I'm like, "Nah, like fucking plenty of room on this bandwagon. Rock on, like absolutely, um, Mother Barrier." more than happy i mean it's just pretty like seeing seeing like mccall harbour with taylor swift after the game i just find it hilarious i know it's mad isn't it it's jokes tommy tans and dancing with taylor swift is jokes like (laughs) nothing wrong with it i i I love it i do it's it's brilliant it's one of those though you do i feel sorry i feel sorry for my son because like i say she's she'd pick travis kelsey as a favorite player like ages before taylor swift you know like when we'd watch it years ago and it's almost like now she feels like me where you have to kind of defend yourself i was a chiefs fan before i've been a fan before yeah i was like i was like don't be wrong i wasn't there when we were fully shit but i (laughs) i was there when we were a bit i was there when we were a bit shit all right so in fact the main reason i supported the chiefs is because they were shit i wanted an underdog team like Sam always jokes me, he's like it's hilarious that that they're so good when you pick them because they were bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it's that's, that's, that's it's good karma. That's, that's good karma. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember the sh- I remember the two and fourteen kind of seasons. <laughs> <laughs> they were awful. Uh, anyway, so looking forward, I guess now, unless yeah. there's anything else you want to talk about the Super Bowl. No. Um. We move into the off season. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I suppose that the the big question to ask is Chris Jones or Jerry Sneed. Both. I think you restructure Mahomes. You cut MVS. I think you tag Sneed and he plays on the tag. Um, I think you work out a deal with Chris Jones. But my only concern is I think he's then they're just not going to sign anything, are they? That they're just. I think his agents are the biggest problem. He's going to go to free agency, see what he gets offered, and then the Chiefs are going to decide whether they want to want to offer him something to to stay in in Kansas City. I mean, that's that's where it's going to go. He's he's said himself that he wants to be here, so not that that counts how many for much. Milli- but, how many millions yeah, of dollars yeah. is that worth? But it's one of those, isn't it? If the if the Bears are offering X amount and we offer X amount minus two million. Is he staying? Do you know what I mean? Like, so in my opinion, you try and work out a deal with Chris Jones that keeps him here two years. I think you do a deal with yeah. Legarius Sneed that keeps him here one year. Um, I think you tag Sneed and then you, I, I think you, um, I think you listen if there's trade offers on the table. I don't think you take them unless they blow your head off. Um, but I've, I think you listen. Um, and worst case scenario, then you've got, you've got Sneed back. And I don't see a reason why you can't get Chris Jones back. Now, I know that limits you probably in the wide receiver situation then. Um, but I think there's I think there's there's ways they can be. Do you know what it is, right, with the wide receivers? Because I was a few weeks ago, I was before the Super Bowl. Makes everything right. It, uh, winning a Super Bowl makes everything better, right? And I, I'll be interested in your opinions the same. I thought there was going to be a massive overcorrection at wide receiver. Whereas now... I think Sneed and Jones are the most important thing. And then when it comes to wide receiver room, you got so little out of the players you had. If you can replace them with players that are going to give you a reliable level, it doesn't have to be top end wide receiver play. If they can just be a reliable level, a bit like Juju was, you can get two players that are going to be reliable level because that's what we were hoping you'd get from Tony and M- Tony and Skymore. Yeah. You got nothing from this year. So if yep. you get two players you can get something from, 
I think, you're already better. Yeah, so I don't think you need to go and blow it out of wide receiver anymore. I think you take one in the top 100 picks. I think you take a, you know, even like a Juwan Jennings, who showed something in the Super Bowl. You don't have to go and get Mike Evans on 25 minutes. It doesn't have to be like that. Um, Remember when we were talking, when we interviewed Randy Mueller before the Super mm-hmm. Bowl, uh, and one question I was fascinated to ask him was how much does the playoff picture and the Super Bowl change your outlook on your roster building? Because yeah. I did wonder, like, if MVS had another touchdown catch in the Super Bowl, like... Is he clutch he, all of a sudden? Yeah, exactly. He suddenly mm. strung together, like, several important performances in a row. And you add that to the Bengals game where he carried us last year afc championship game last year absolutely yeah it count for something but um how much does it count for i mean i would still cut mvs me too just because of the money though do you know what if you turn around to me and it's 12 million if you if you if you take some of that money off would you have him back it would have to be a relatively low price like if the thing you've got to think though neil is I don't know if Watson's under contract. I guess he's not. He I is. imagine it's all. He is. is, it, is, it, he is. Okay, so you're going to have Watson, but who else are you going to have? Because Tony's getting ejected into the sun. Sky Moore, I guess they'll give so him you, a chance, but not relying on him. So you're re- gonna have- your receivers under contract are MVS, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony. Uh, I see what you mean, because there's an out on MVS, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Justin Watson, Rashi Rice. Uh, Justin Ross and Remigio. So the only people you trust in there are Rice and Watson, really, because you're going to imagine they're going to cut MVS on that money. So, and I mean, Tony and Moore, you can't expect anything from going into next year. That's if they stay on the roster. So the only thing about getting rid of MVS is then all of a sudden you've only got Watson and Rice who even know the offense. So it's just a big ask, that's all. And then with injuries, I just wonder whether MVS sneaks himself back onto the roster at like six mil. Um, I wouldn't hate the idea. Oh, um, a shout out to eight. A shout out to Aitken in one of the um WhatsApp chaps here, who says the Chiefs have just signed a wide receiver. Drum roll, Connell Powell, which will make Duncan happy because Connell Powell was one of Duncan's draft crushes. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I don't know about MVS coming back. I I like the Sneed and Jones option on defense if you can make it work. Yeah. And then I think you go wide receiver in round, round <clears throat> one if if that is your mm. path on defense. Yeah. Um and if it, the defense is so young, right? You've you've invested in defense over and over again. There's no reason, there's no reason, obviously, because if you're if if you're franchise tagging Sneed, you're probably not expecting to have him the year after. So you would think there'd be a replacement drafted there. Um, well, like you've got you've got a reasonably got good. You've got there, McDuffie. Yeah. You've got Watson. You've got Williams. Yeah. Like your corner room is pretty good, with yeah. or without Sneed. Yeah. It, it your corner your corner room goes from elite to very good if you lose Sneed. It's kind of, I think the thing for the Chiefs is at what point do you want to do the reset? Because I, I think they're, they're all in on, I think they're all in on doing the three-peat though. But I think you have got to realise in two years' time, Sneed and Jones probably aren't going to be on the roster. So in two seasons from now is what I'm saying. So at some point you are going to have to make an adjustment. But if you're going for the three-peat and you bring those two guys back, I do think you've got to sort the offence out. This is probably your chance to sort the offence out because you probably, you need a tackle and you need a wide receiver. So you've got the chance. Are you, you, are you all in on the three-peat? I'm all in on winning it every year. Why can't they win it every year? <laughs> Good question. No, so no, gen- do, genuinely, do, with Mahomes, he's shown, he's shown over and over. The lowest bar is the AFC Championship game. That is some of the worst football I've seen them play this year. And they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> I know. It's not. isn't it? It really is. So like, uh, It's not... Go on, I know where you're going with this, so I'll let I'll let you I'll let you introduce the thing. So Duncan put in the 
Twitter, um, and it was a kind of conversation that was being had in one of the WhatsApp groups. Discussion on DMs right now. Would you rather three Pete but not get any of the next five Super Bowls or go two and out, so essentially don't win this coming one, but win two of the next five? And the it's actually surprisingly close on the votes. So we've had 630 votes, and it's 45% for the three Pete and 55% for... Uh, the two and out, but two win two of the next five. So where are you with that? Would you rather do three and then not win the next five? Because no one's oh. done three before. Yeah, that's the, that's the only thing that goes for the it, three. It is. It's to historic. me. To me, I'd just take. I I'd just take the more Super Bowls to it to win two far. The thing you've got to separate is take the free beat out of it for for a hot second. If you were to say, if you'd say, and, and take all the other Super Bowls out, say you're the Ravens and you offer them two Super Bowls in the next five, a team that wins two Super Bowls in five years is that's that's incredible. Like yeah. that is incredible. If the Chiefs win two of the next five Super Bowls in the last ten years, how many Super Bowls have they won? Five. Come on, that's mental. So I know yeah. the free P is mad. But then you're saying you're not going to win one for five years. So for me, I'd take I'd I'd take the two. I, I'd take the two as well, because then you've got two Super Bowls in the next five years instead of one. Yeah. Like, Do you know the other thing is? That's a no brainer. So you'd take you'd take the two as well. Just yes. More. Yeah. Yes. I, I do understand people taking the, the three peak just because it's so historic. It, it's crazy. The other thing you've got to think about is if the Chiefs win another two in the next five, all of a sudden they're tied for the most Super Bowls by a franchise, I think, mm-hmm. um, along with the Patriots and Steelers. So that's another another thing to look at. But do you know what the crazy thing to me is? If there was another option underneath that that said non-guaranteed, just see how it goes, I'd take that. Really? I think the Chiefs could free Pete and win another one in the next five years. I think they could just build build your roster as you feel is appropriate and Mm. see what happens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't hate that idea. But the 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 thing is, I do think I do worry about. I don't worry because you still got my eyes. But (laughs) I think I was thinking about it yesterday. The 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 Dorsey thing where he, I think there's like pros and cons to a Dorsey versus versus Veach, whereas like a Veach is very constant, good player, good player, good player, good player, good player, good player, and I think McDuffie might be our first like proper stud stud player. Blue I, chip. I think I think Legarius needs close as well, but when you look at like I mean. Look at the pure superstars he drafted in in Chris Jones and Kelsey man like Kelsey. They're both coming to an end at a similarish time in the next five years. You know, five years time, neither are gonna be a just wonder where you get that that pure star power from at some point, you know. Um so maybe taking but two like and he, five isn't the worst thing. He's he's shown like he's not afraid to make a bold move, isn't Beach? So, no. if if he wanted to go out and like acquire star player, I think he would do what it was what it was needed to do it. He just has to identify the right players. Like, yeah. there's no problem paying good players <clears throat> big money. Yeah. The problem is paying bad players big money. So this is the thing, right? I absolutely hate it when we trade our first round draft pick because you have to then pay the guy. I think we need to in the next few years because some of our first round draft picks just underwhelming. Just a 25 plus first round draft pick just doesn't quite hit the way that you hope a first round draft pick would. Because it's it's a second round draft pick. Like there's, there's 15 players roughly each year with a first round grade um and yeah like when you're picking at 32 each year then you ain't getting one of those 15 yeah and i mean there's there's the pros to it is that obviously you've got them cost controlled for five years yes. and that that is how you 
that is how you you build and and all those things but I think at some point they are going to have to give a first round draft pick to a I'm not I don't I'm going to say a name but I, I don't actually want them to do this but you say like I give you a first round draft pick for Brian Burns I don't want them to do that this year that like I'm going to get this straight but I think that's the sort of move you're going to have to make at some point to get an elite player on the roster just because what would you rather have Brian Burns take the name out of it right elite pass rusher for a first round pick and you've got to pay him or Felix that's just potential <laughs> at this point but it's just potential I hated the draft pick I, it just it just felt like they just picked someone to me I'm not saying he actually did all right in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he can't be a good player. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player. But at the moment, we we've, we've spent a first round draft pick on potential. I'm, I I'm think they biased. need a proven talent at some point. I'm biased against Felix because another one of my bets <laughs> was I had. Uh, a this is how Clyde way. went downhill, isn't it? He just I, didn't I hit a, the parlay. Oh, I had a four way <laughs> parlay. I had McCaffrey to win Offensive Player of the Year. I had Miles Garrett to win Defensive Player of the Year. I had CJ Stroud to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And I placed this before the season started. And I had Felix to be Defensive Player of the Year. And my thinking was that Chris Jones and Kalaftis are going to take up substantial amounts of blocking. Such a shit bet. And Felix <laughs> the only would be one and one each got the week. Other well, that, that is why it was good. I mean, that would, have been, <laughs> that would have been worth a quarter of a million. Fuck, really? Because it's Felix and the two coat of armour. As defensive player of the year. 75 grand. I'd have given you 270 worth. grand if Felix would have been defensive player of the year. But like, he, was, he was coming into a defensive line, which was well equipped to other positions. There was another starting first round pick at the opposite defensive end. Mm. There was a, an elite the defensive I do, tackle. I, I kind of see a logic. I just, I don't know. If he'd have had eight was to it ten defensive sacks. rookie of the year? Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. you were saying defensive player of the year, like Miles no, Garrett. Was, and, I had, <laughs> and I had Miles Garrett for that. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, so Felix was defensive rookie of the year, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Um okay. Well, yeah, someone so had I'm, to I'm be, not happy right? with Felix. I see what you mean. Somebody had to be. So, yeah. I mean, he was one of he's one of probably sixteen defensive first round picks. So, yeah. Okay. I, okay. I kind of get. I, I mean, for two hundred and seventy freaking grand. I mean, why not? But I just. I don't think. I don't know. I, I never really had much. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I do think at some point we are going to have to convert a draft pick just in just guaranteed talent onto the roster um like I, I don't hate that idea providing you have the cap space to do that because and the other problem you've got is if you pick the wrong person because yes whilst frank clark divided opinion and so so he he probably wasn't the i mean i don't know no one knows if it was the right thing to, it wasn't but it was all right like, yes exactly that's exactly it <laughs> you know that's exactly I mean? it um he just he, yeah i don't know two but, things yeah. can be true at the same time yes. even when the opposite things yes uh then you the kind right... of get into a bit of grainy territory yeah. but if frank clark had the production and that it had been perfect right so playoff playoff you, frank yeah. clark was worth it yeah yeah Exactly. So I think you need to get a guy that's worth it for the regular season as well. <laughs> but yeah, I think. But do you though? Because like they're going well, yeah, to get no, to the playoffs anyway and you want the guys yeah. to perform in the big games. So I do. Well, this is it. But this 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 is where I'm this is where I'm kind of going around in circles. But getting to is that on that biggest play of the game, I know he's I know it's a misprotection, but Spag said that on that overtime pass that goes incomplete, that Chris Jones comes unblocked, it was set up to get a Chris Jones one-on-one. Yeah. The play was designed to get a Chris Jones one-on-one. It turns out he got a one-on-none. But, <laughs> but, but the thing is, he's come up huge in the biggest play, in the biggest moment. Trent McDuffie, who's, a, you know, I mean, he was a first-round pick you traded Good. up for. You know, he 
come up massive in the biggest moment. Travis Kelsey, you're the superstar, came up massive in the biggest moments. Is a novice pay, but you, you be played all right as well. You've got to, you've got to find, you've got to find the talent to put around him because I think you saw this year. It, the Chiefs are human at point, and yet, and yet they still going back it, to but, your point from yeah. earlier. Yeah. They still won the bloody Super Bowl. They still won it. So, you know, I think just looking forward, there's loads of options. It's going to be really interesting what they do. Um, and and whether whether Chris Jones gets just... Is someone just going to give him an absolute back? The Bears are the one that worries me. I don't know why you'd want to go there, but I think they've just got all the cash in the world and it's, it's, I, could figure, I could figure someone worse to pay it up, give it to, to be honest. Well, I think yeah. the thing is, if he goes to the Bears, they're not a contender, so we don't play them. Like, yeah. go, I enjoy, mean, I don't... go enjoy rolling around in your money, Chris. I yeah, think one thing, we, one thing with Jones... Leaves us right, a hole, though, doesn't it? That's the thing. It does, but he's already earned 80-plus million. Okay, so say... Go on, so he's in a different question. situation to Sneed, yeah. where Sneed hasn't had the big contract yet. Jones has had it, so he could afford to take 25 instead of 30. Yeah. Whereas Sneed hasn't had that big contract and he needs to cash in now. You know how, like, you know, last we've had the conversation about Tyreek Hill and once you've won a Super Bowl, like, how much more is Where's there? Where's your motivation? You, know, you just stack cash. I actually think we're in a weird position this year where I actually think the free peak means a little it means something, something to some yeah. to, to them. So that might change something. Like, does Chris Jones really want to walk away from a free peak? Say, say Chris Jones does go to like the Bears, and then the Chiefs win the Super Bowl next year, free peak, and he's kind of looking in and gone, ah, "That could have been me." To you and me, two million fucking dollars, like Jesus. Not but to cash. him, to him, the free peak probably means more than two million dollars. So it's it's a weird one this year, but as I, I I do think it'll be a factor. I, I don't do know too. how big a factor it'll be, but I do think it is it's worth something that it'll be something that'll be weighed up in the considerations. When you so let's say just hypothetical, I know we'll go into this deeper and we've been going a while, we'll go into this deeper next few we've got plenty of time, but yeah. say Chris Jones does go to free agency. I'm right in thinking that frees up probably twenty five million gap space right um it doesn't well, it, free it up but you're not paying it so you're, you're not paying it, it. so yeah, yes kind of yes. At. yes so at that point do you go and spend it on a receiver or at that point or at that point who's going to be available or at that point you're trading your first round pick and going well we've got 25 million we could splash on and then you could go and get your pass rusher or you know I mean, you you could go to the Colts and say we'll give you a first for Pittman, and you could pay Pittman twenty million. Is he a free agent. They're going to franchise tag him. I wouldn't give a first for Pittman. But you, I mean, that that's kind yeah, of the know, yeah, the thought yeah. process you're heading into there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, could you do it? Yes. Will they do it? Don't know. I mean, the, they there Depends are a lot of. Lot. Agents, the Chiefs do have a lot of free agents themselves. Um, and I was kind of putting together, I've kind of got the draft board for the for our live mock draft, kind of, like, well, reasonably set. And then I was doing a free agent board, and I was splitting them into, like, top tier, second tier, and third tier. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our free agents are in the third tier. Yeah. Um, like there's other players who I would prefer to have than the ones we have on the roster, but the problem's going to be can we afford to have them? Mm-hmm. Like the only two top tier free agents we've got are Jones and Sneed. Yeah. Then I've got Donovan Smith in the second tier, but you could you could make a case for him being third tier. I've got Allegretti in the second tier, but you could make a good case for him third tier. Uh, Mike Dana, I think, does belong in the second tier. Uh, Drew Tranquil and Willie Gay both belong in the second tier. Mike Edwards, the safety, I really liked him. I'd love to see him back. I think he's second tier. And then all our other free agents, Gabbert, McKinnon, Clyde, Blake Bell, Fortson, 
uh, Richie James, McCall Hardman, Prince Tega Wunugugugu, uh, Kaliendu, uh, Malik Herring, Nardi, Wharton, Cochrane, Bush Johnson. Did you just say words? They're all kind of jags, you know, you could yeah. you could have a lot of people. You're looking at, you're looking at jobs. contributors and non-contributors, aren't you there? Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to be totally honest, I think... Uh, Jones and Snead kind of set the direction of the off-season, in my opinion. I think yeah. the rest of it will figure itself out. If we lose Mike Edwards, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. If we lose Nick Allegri, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Lose Donovan Smith, there's a question mark there, but they'll, they're not going to go in without a left tackle. They'll figure it out. You lose Snead, you've got a question. You lose Jones, you've got a question. And there's already a question at wide receiver. So... The Jones and Sneed, one of the two big ones. I think everything else sorts itself out. I'm right there with you. They're all in the second tier. They're kind of replaceable. Yes. But they did contribute as well. It's like a note, but it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Right, we've we've rambled for an hour. We probably ought to wind things up now. Um, Anything else you wanted to touch on before we get out of here? No, no, I think we could do another hour. Could we just carry on talking? <laughs> probably could. Uh, yeah. <laughs> probably will after this as well. No, um, would really just, a, just another incredible, I know for you guys in Liverpool, amazing experience. Um, sad I wasn't there for that winning moment, but also not at the same time. Um, I think I think it would be really nice going forward. I think if you've never been to one, Dublin was one of the best experiences I've had watching the Chiefs. And it's going to be the next thing to get, Sam to come with us and you know I think if you haven't been to one just go to one because it's, it's it's incredible uh, I turned up at that obviously I know you I know the guys I turned up at the first but you, everyone goes to their first one right yes that's you don't stages. know anybody you've never met anybody in person but uh, it's a group of but Chiefs you have, fans so, watching you have something in common with all yep. of them to start with like yeah there's a conversation plus one to to yes exactly yeah, yeah. You go, Pat Mahomes is good, any? He's just yeah, he's, yeah. How about you know, us Chiefs, eh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's an incredible experience. And, and when I got involved with Arrowheads Abroad, I didn't think I'd be going to Germany to watch the, the Chiefs play with a group of guys. Uh, just done some incredible things with this group. And it's the fact they're winning is making this experience even more incredible. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just hope people continue to try and experience the same things we are because being outside of the US it's a different experience I think as a fan but it's still we're still getting that that kind of a different experience but it's still an amazing one so I urge anyone who hasn't been to to go on them because it's a heck of a journey we're on at the moment and like we said before the Super Bowl just enjoy these because I don't think we're going to be here so since we took over our heads abroad from Tom, uh, we've been to four of the last five Super Bowls. <laughs> That's just mental. It is, it is isn't absolutely it? mental. It is. We took over after the Titans game uh, in the regular season um, mm-hmm. that year, and um, we haven't looked back since. Um, just got to stop me doing the Twitter because every game Twitter I do, I'm like five. <laughs> I'm like literally at 500. <laughs> I gotta stay away from that 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 thing. Whatever. Weird we'll change happen. the password. I'll change yeah, the password. Weird, weird things happen when I tweet the game. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. That'll do us for this week. Um, I'm not sure what our schedule is going to look like over the coming weeks. Um, it probably won't be every week, but it probably be every other week. I would imagine. Um, we do have uh randy mueller the general manager or the former general manager of the dolphins and the saints uh he has agreed to come back on i know he's at the combine which is next week so hopefully the week after that um because i want to kind of go into a a real rabbit hole of what what off-season planning looks like from a general manager's point of view rather than us as fans we can look at all this stuff and go oh yeah i'd do this and i'd do this but how does a general manager actually sort this shit out like how do Mm. you 
when you're responsible for paying these people, how do you decide between Jones and Sneed or Jones and Sneed and the rest of the team? Uh, so I kind of want to pick his brains on how that might go. And if I can talk him into it, then I'll get him to do a bit of prep for this and we'll talk specifically what he would do with the Chiefs if he were in Brett Beach's shoes. Um, that's how I'd like to see it going. Um, yeah. We'll see whether that happens. I think that's the podcast um, we wanted from him, right? Like, we got a bonus I, podcast for the Super Bowl, but I think that's the podcast we want from Randy. If, if I'm being absolutely honest with everybody, the reason I got him to do the Super Bowl one was because I wanted an in so I could do that one. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> there's um, there's right. a few other guys from The Athletic we'd like to try and get on as well. So I'd we'll keep... Nate. I'd love Nate. In fact, I'd love both. I'd love Tice and Taylor. I'd love both yeah. of them. They'd be well, awesome. Um, we'll keep spamming the DMs. Absolutely, I'll keep. Now, this this is what the off season's for. Like nagging people to come on the podcast. Yeah, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Uh, right, that'll do us uh, an hour of five minutes. Bloody hell! How did we do that? Um, right, we'll be back hopefully in two weeks' time ish. Um, I don't think we'll do one next week. Um, but until then, we'll say from one kingdom to another goodbye for now. <laughs>